What is up, students or adult, whoever is watching or listening um, to this? I want to welcome you to our first episode, if you want to call it that, of what we're calling Pastor Conversations. Um, and this week we've got Michael um, with us. Most of you know Michael well. Um, and today he, he's just going to kind of take some time and tell you about his testimony um, and, and uh, his call into ministry. But before we get into that, um, I want to ask him a question uh, that um, will kind of enlighten you a little bit. So, Michael, first question for you. What was your favorite song when you were a high school student? That's really hard. Favorite song? Um, well, first of all, I went to Laurel, I grew up in Laurel County, and so I went to freshman year was in a junior high at North Junior High, and then I did sophomore and junior year at Laurel County High School, but by the time I finished our junior year, it was a new high school that was built, and so I got to be the very first ever graduating class of 1993. 1993. What were you doing in 93? I was born July 23rd, 1993. That makes me feel... <laughs> Really, really bad. Favorite song? I listened to everything. I listened to 50s, 60s, 70s, 80s. And as you got into the early 90s, you know, things kind of changed a bit. I listened to Broadway. I mean, I, I really did. I listened to everything. So it's really hard to pin down one song. Like I love Duran Duran, NXS, Bobby Brown, Michael Jackson, I, you know, Prince. I, I love Prince. And so that era, I'd probably say Diamonds and Pearls or Sign of the Time. So I was listening to a lot of Prince. So nice. You now, if you song. don't know who Prince is, well, he's dead. He's dead now. But <laughs> go on YouTube. Might be a little too dark. <laughs> no, no, they should. No, yeah, don't they, do that. Just they, kidding. No, don't do that. No, they don't do that. Either. Listen <laughs> to Michael. Don't do that. Don't look up those songs. <laughs> well, they're not bad. I, mean, just, you know. um, I didn't listen to a lot of Christian music when I was in high school. I wasn't as good as your students. Uh, hey. Um, but uh well with that that that's a good transition it is um so tell us a little bit about your testimony um you know uh, your kind of history with the church and all that tell us a little bit about that okay i've always been in the big church in town i'm from london but i went to first baptist church uh, a church much like central baptist for winchester um, a church that had a rich history, you know, 100 years oldish, and so really familiar to me. Um, when I was 10, uh, they did a revival. I mean, I don't know a lot of students today know what revivals are. There's lots of different types of revivals, but uh, something that was really popular in Southern Baptist circles was just uh, revivals that would last three to five days. You would go to church that many evenings in a row. You'd have a, a guest speaker come in, usually a guest worship leader. Um, you know, it was a really good way, I think, at that time to try to reach people for Christ. I don't know if it's the best way to do it now, but at the time it was pretty effective before social media and all that stuff yeah. was around. And so I remember really clearly the pastor, he was an older pastor, he stood up and he wanted everyone in the sanctuary to stand up and tell people how they came to Jesus. And I was just laying down in the pew, looking up at these really tall people, uh, telling stories. And just I saw the the passion, the emotion, the honesty uh, of what they were telling each other. And I remember thinking, and the Holy Spirit was moving in my life, that I didn't have that. Mm -hmm. And so the pastor of the church later on, after the revival was over, came over and spoke to me, spoke to my mom and dad, and felt like at the time that it was ready for me to be baptized. And so that's when I was baptized. I wouldn't say that I really started walking with Christ with my whole heart at 10 mm -hmm. years old. Uh, but I, was, I, I don't question that that was when I was truly saved, when I was 10 and recognized my need for Christ in my life. 
Awesome. Awesome. Um, so when, so you kind of said you didn't start walking with Christ with y'all. Kind of expand on that a little bit I did. More. Uh, you're a really good host, Wes. <laughs> uh, my junior year of high school, uh, by then I had kind of gotten plugged into the youth group a little bit. I didn't really get plugged into youth group at all until after sophomore year into junior. Uh, started to kind of step up and do some things, but there was a revival, another revival, yeah. and the youth did a lot of their own things that, that revival, which was kind of good. Um, and the theme of the weekend was from Revelation when the letter that uh, Jesus sends to Laodicea, he mentions mm -hmm. very specifically uh, to that church, you're neither warm, you're neither cold, you're mm -hmm. lukewarm, and therefore I spit you out of my mouth. You know, you're not, you're not lost, you're not really saved, you're somewhere in the middle. And God used that to really smack me across the face because mm -hmm. probably I was pretty lukewarm and, and not walking with Christ at all. And it was really after that weekend, I even stood up, they did a testimony at the end of the revival where they invited yeah. anyone that wanted to to come up and speak. And, and the Holy Spirit, again, just, you know, I, for me, I really know when God is speaking to me. You yeah. just know it's a feeling. Um, you just can't even question it, that God was telling me, you need to go share what I taught you this weekend. Yeah. So I did. And that really started me to following God more closely. Um, again, it takes a long time to get there. There were a lot of things in my life, the way I spoke, the way I treated other people. Um, it took a while to get all that out to where I was really kind of, and then you still, you never really get there. Yeah, absolutely. We're still, we're still trying. Uh, Paul says that, you know, I keep, keep growing, keep growing. Not absolutely. that I've grasped it yet, but uh, that's when I really kind of made that turn. Okay. And from there, you know, kind of when did the call to ministry begin to play out in your life? In Senior year. Senior year. Uh, senior year. We were at uh, a youth weekend. We were at Cleft Rock Retreat Center in Rockcastle County, Kentucky, <laughs> outside of Mount Vernon. Uh, and I had already been accepted into the pre-med program at the University of Kentucky. I really thought that really? that's what I, I was going to do. I didn't know Yep. My grandfather was a pharmacist. Dad's a pharmacist. I always thought I was going to do something in the medical field, but mm. not really pharmacy. And so I thought for sure I was going to be a doctor. Yeah. And so I had been accepted, had my letter. Parents were proud. And during this weekend, it was in February of 1993, 1993. five months before you were born, <laughs> uh, we were at this retreat. And a friend of mine, we were staying in a cabin, just the two of us together, uh, upperclassmen. And he said, you know what, Michael, wouldn't it be really cool if like, I was the preacher at a church and you were the, the, the worship pastor? And I was like, huh. And like the Holy Spirit, again, just filled that room for both of us, really, and, and God very clearly, as the two of us continue to talk and pray, it's like, this is what I want you to do, so strongly that I immediately left uh, that retreat center when the weekend was over, went to my mom and dad and said, hey, God's calling me to be a worship pastor. Yeah. I know without a shadow of a doubt, and I was petrified. I didn't know what they were going to say. Um, they were completely, again, another, not that I needed it, not that I had to have it, but God gave me another confirmation by them saying, if you feel like that's what God's wanting you to do, we're behind you 100%. And so I quickly looked around. There was a church music degree at Georgetown. I said no to UK. I had to get a certain amount of money in order to go to Georgetown. God provided that through scholarships, yeah. and I was able to just enroll uh, the, what, the fall of 1993 at Georgetown. And, and really just knew without a shadow of a doubt that's what God wanted me to do. Wow, that, that's amazing. One thing that I love about that whole thing is is the the act of faith that you just stepped on. And then so many times students 
you know, if you're watching this, if you know this, you, we can be scared to step out um, because following Christ and when he calls you into something, it's, it's a scary thing. Oh, it's really scary. <laughs> I had never had any music theory. I didn't know, I mean, other than singing in choir in high school, I didn't yeah. know anything about the ins and outs of music. Didn't play an instrument other than handbells. I'm not sure if that counts or not. <laughs> uh, so I went in and I was scared. There were moments that freshman year where I thought I was in over my head. I didn't know what I was doing. I wasn't prepared. But God continually spoke to me through great professors, through great friends. Mm -hmm. And just, you know, the, the longer and the more I followed him, God opened those doors. So what, uh, let me ask you this, you, you all, if you, if you spend any time around Michael, you're going to know he is one of the most encouraging people you'll, you'll ever meet. Um, he's a great encourager and, and he's a great person that pushes people to, to follow Christ and, and step out in, in their faith. And so if you, if there were a student sitting across the table from you today and said, Michael, God's called me into this, but I just don't know if I can do it. And, and they're beginning to let fear hold them up. What would you say? How have you seen God, you know, from when you accepted that till now, honor that, that step of faith that you took? And what would you advise that student with? Um, good question. I, you know, and it doesn't have to be ministry. I, I think there has to be a clear call for someone to enter into the ministry. Um, I think that's really vital. But God calls us to whatever he wants you to do. Absolutely. And so, you know, it could be a doctor, it could be a farmer, it could be a welder. I mean, whatever God's calling you to do, there is no sweeter place to be than at the center of God's will. I would tell those students that the longer you run in the opposite direction, mm -hmm. the longer you fight it, you're never going to have peace. And there's always going to be this uncomfortable, this kind of your, the knots in your stomach. And you don't want that. You don't want yeah. to run from God. I mean, if you want to embrace peace, it may not be easy. It may not be comfortable at first. But you'll know God is with you. You'll know God is on your side encouraging you. He'll open those doors. Scripture tells us he will make our paths straight. Mm. Um, you know, and it's going to be easier the more you pray. The more you're in God's word, the more you're talking to other people that can encourage you and give you good godly advice. Yeah. You know, you need to surround yourself with some people that can hold you accountable and, and you know that are not just filling you up with hot air or telling what you want to hear. Yeah. We need to hear what God wants us to hear. And so they need to know that, and I, I really do mean this, when you're following God, that's when you're going to have the most peace. You're going to be so comfortable knowing that you're serving him the way he's called you to serve. Because if you enter into a job or a marriage or relationship that's not of God, uh, just, it's just <laughs> yeah. misery, misery. Yeah, absolutely. You know, we, if we have more time, we, I would let you get into the importance of friends and surrounding <laughs> oh, so sure, yeah. yourself with that. Does it, should we not do an hour-long video? Um, or an hour-long podcast? Not. No, Probably okay, not. Yeah. not. Not this week. <laughs> um, but, uh, well, Michael, thanks. Um, we're going to wrap it there. Um, but, guys, I, I hope that you hold what Michael said. You guys heal from me all the time. Um, and so I want to just give you a chance to hear from other people and know that, that I can say this on behalf of Michael. If you ever have questions, he would love to talk to you. Anybody, anytime. Um, anytime, any place. That's just the type of That's kind of my new job. You know, I, it, it is. I, I loved worship ministry. I did. I loved that. I know God called me to it. But, you know, things change. 
over time. And God led me to something else because I really do care about people growing in their walk with Christ, yeah. all ages. And so anybody that wants to come talk to me and, you know, if they want to yell, rant, rave, pray, <laughs> ask for advice, anything, I want to be there for them. Absolutely. And he means that, guys. So I encourage you take him up on that. Well, Michael, thanks again, buddy. Would you mind care if I uh, said a closing yeah, prayer? Yeah, absolutely. Go right, out Let's ahead. pray together. Heavenly Father, thank you so much for Wes and what he's doing for our student ministry. I pray that you would continue to give him wisdom and understanding as he leads and that you would uh, raise up more volunteers, adults, leaders that can come and help him uh, as, as our church, Central Baptist, just continues to reach out and love on our students. I pray for every student that's watching or listening to this, wherever they're at in their walk, um, they may be on a mountaintop growing and loving you with their whole heart. They may be in a valley. They may be walking and running in the opposite direction. Wherever they are, I pray that they would give themselves to you completely and that you would open their eyes, open their ears through the Holy Spirit, that they would serve you and give their lives to you completely and experience that peace that Wes and I have been talking about. In Jesus' name, amen. Amen.